a moment or two to the angry young man With his foot in his mouth and his heart in his hand He's been stabbing the back, he's been misunderstood It's a comfort to know his intentions are good And he sits in a room with a lock on the door With his maps and his medals laid out on the floor And he likes to be known as the angry young man uh, uh, Ho, 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 and welcome to... Uh uh, December. I came in so hot, I like peaked on all the audio there at the beginning. Um, it's the twelfth month of the year, and uh, more importantly, it's uh, it's time for Spotify Wrapped to uh, to be in everyone's uh, wrapped nice and neat uh, under the tree of everyone's email inbox. Do you, Paul, I guess I like really came in guns blazing with this because I thought we could talk about it. But I, I immediately came to the realization that a, an Apple fanboy you, like you probably uses uh, Apple Music, not, not Spotify rap. <laughs> you know, it's funny you mentioned that because, of course, I would love to talk about myself and my history with music streaming services. <laughs> um, I used to use Apple Music and I was kind of pretentious about it because of, I found <laughs> a, a, for any reason I could find. However, eventually I succumbed to the pressure to get Spotify. And you may be thinking to yourself, oh, you mean the pressure from your friends? No, I mean the pressure that I felt left out of the Spotify wrapped. Yeah. I fucking love data that presents, like, is presented well and pretty about myself especially. So the fact that Spotify just, like, neatly wraps, like, the fact that, like, who I listen to the most and all these random little pieces of data I, I'm obsessed with. So I that's actually legitimately what made me switch. So I, I am a Spotify user. Um, I, I thought it was... Uh, what was your number one artist? Because mine was Mozart. Oh, oh was it? Yeah. Um, you know, my... Uh, my my favorite artist was actually God and um, <laughs> and and the songs that he's been giving me just in my head just for me. Um, God is my so. favorite author because he wrote the good book. Uh, I call it the best book, but um, I would say I would I would put Prisoner of Azkaban as maybe the silver medal. But okay, um, I would say I would say Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban is probably a good book, a good book, but it's not the good book, you know. <laughs> I think we can all agree on that. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, I wish... Um, so I was uh, talking to my uh, great uncle the other day, and he has a signed copy of the Bible. He got it at a bookseller. <laughs> uh, uh, when he when God was on tour uh, doing uh, uh, pre-sales for his... Uh, trying to get his t- book on the New York Times bestseller list. And he did... Mm-hmm. He, he came through Cleveland on a, a stop on his book tour... And my uncle's actually able to get a signed copy of uh, of the good book, which is, it's got to be worth a lot, right? <laughs> it does have to be. Zach, I've got to be honest. You, you'll laugh for a moment until I explain this. I actually thought you were being serious for a moment. And <laughs> the reason why is I'm not going to get into specifics or names for, I guess, client confidentiality reasons. And also, oh, I don't know if I'd want to say that I did work for this person, but I, there's a client uh, at my company who at some point, or it's a, let me back up. It's like a client of a client who also on the side does their own like Bible commentary and they sell signed copies of their printing of the Bible. And I found that just so bizarre. It's like, Oh, interesting. Like, are you the author? Like, like, you know what I'm like? Yeah. So when he said this, a little I, bit like, 
That that's pretty bizarre. That's like if you were if you worked at a gift shop in Washington D.C. and you like sold copies of the Declaration of Independence, but instead of uh, John Hancock, did he sign that or the he? It was I the Declaration so. that John Hancock signed, right? What if it was just like oh, God, was Secretary the- of State, like the current Secretary of State? It's their signature instead. <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> It just, it's like they, they added their opinions on certain things and then it's like they're signing it. I just have always found that. I thought that was very interesting and bold of them to be like, do you want a signed copy of the Bible signed by me? I was like, okay, <laughs> good, good for you. Yeah, uh, that is a little bit bizarre. Um, but, you know, speaking of work, Zach, I, I've got, I've got some big news on a few levels today. Oh yeah. A lot has happened since a couple weeks ago. So since we last talked. First of all, I've got some big news. I'm uh, I'm quitting my job. Um because full-time I'm podcaster here. Full-time podcaster. That's exactly what I was about to say. Uh Zach's about to put in his 2 weeks notice. We're dedicating our whole lives to the show. We want to thank the fans uh, for supporting us and we know that we're counting on you guys uh, to fund our entire salaries. Um all right, that that was a joke. Actually, I am quitting my job. That is true, but I, <laughs> um, not to become a full time podcaster though. I am switching jobs though. Um, an opportunity uh, kind of came to me that is a little exciting, different industry. In fact, it's in the energy industry. Kind of, you know, going back to my engineering roots. I'm really excited for this to be now exclusively an engineering podcast and not any of that silly creative stuff. Yeah, we're going to be insufferable. Um, By the way, I like how you're not even an engineer yet and uh, and you still like career-wise and you still manage to sneak in that you're going to be one. Like that's like the most engineer move that you could possibly do is that it's like listen. you're not e- you're not even one yet and you're like, "Yeah, I'm an engineer almost." I I have ex- I'm bringing this up because I've accepted a verbal offer. Like the change is happening. <laughs> However, I feel like I'm almost jinxing myself by by discussing this on a public podcast because uh, they're going to do a a, pu- a background check. So um, if those background checkers somehow happen across this podcast, hello, um, Listen, please don't I, fire I, me over this. I had this uh, <laughs> I had this podcast going for several months before I did um, a series of. I would say extraordinarily thorough background checks by my employer, and I'm still here today with a, the same career that I began with. So I feel like we're in the clear, um, so long as we don't say anything about. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think uh, if as long as that's not uh, brought up, then I think yeah. we'll be we'll be same safe. with me. Yeah, that, I think that works really well. Um, see, I'm doing that. Uh, on to other news. Well, hey, um, co- hey well, well, real quick. I'm sorry. Uh, an authentic and genuine congrats from me to you. Oh, uh, that's you. great, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's exciting for a lot of reasons. For one, the last like 10, maybe 20 times we've done the podcast, we've been delayed for various different issues related to my computer. And maybe I'll finally be able to afford to buy myself a new computer so that we can do this podcast on schedule instead of it just crashing right as I try to record myself. I've been listening to several. I listened to actually a lot of episodes today because, you know what? I'm not going to talk about it because the reason I was listening to these episodes is because I was worried about somebody uh, hearing things that I had said in previous episodes. (laughs) And I don't want to get into any further details than that because then I'm just perpetuating the cycle but i went back through and listened to like four episodes 
uh, today um, of uh, of our podcast, the most recent ones. And uh, I think I know, like, we don't have to do this at a level. We can we can do this at what level, at whatever level you feel comfortable doing it. Because I know that you didn't want to do it to a specific degree, but I'm going to do it anyway and say that I think on all four of our last episodes and on this one, I think before we started, you spilled a drink, and that was like part of the delay. <laughs> And on at least two of them, like uh, today and then on at least one of the last four, I also spilled my drink. So so on average, it's like one and a quarter times on the previous five episodes, we're spilling drinks before recording. I think you're right. I kind of forgot. I knew that I spilled a drink. Like, Zach, you let me know right before we started. You're like, hey, like, just call me whenever. And I was like, I'm dealing with an emergency. I just spilled my drink on... Uh, actually, something pretty important. So I was like trying to 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 fix that really quick. It was the it was the uh, Declaration of Independence <laughs> that you spilled it on. So that's that's screwed now. Yeah, the good news is by the time people hear this, I will be long gone and out of the country. But <laughs> um, so I'm not worried about it anymore. But um, I for, I totally forgot that I have also spilled multiple other drinks recently. <laughs> Man. It's not, it's not like I'm drunk. It's not like I'm like showing up to this episode drunk and then like spilling. It's like I'm completely sober. And before I've even had an ounce of alcohol in my system, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to ruin this for everyone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not ready to start yet. Maybe I'll just cause a little diversion. Uh, so, sorry, you were saying uh, so you well, had two announcements. Well, and one whoa, of them whoa, was whoa. Job. I actually had another comment to splice in there. Okay. It's nice to have the shoe on the other foot because I feel like I – that you're experiencing what I have experienced a couple times, but even also somewhat recently, this concept of um, you've told someone about the show or you're about to tell someone about the show, and then out of fear, you're like, you know what, I'm just going to listen to all the most recent episodes that they might listen to, yeah. just to make sure I don't sound like an absolute idiot. Well, Because <laughs> I've also been there recently. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, is um, the, the title, the existence of the show is... Uh, I would say public knowledge <laughs> title of said show is uh, I've been able to maintain a secret on that. So uh, mm-hmm. that, that so, so far, I mean, we're, we're, we're under we're, the situation is under control and I'll, I'll leave it at that. Uh, yeah. You had a, you had a second uh, announcement that I think you were going to, we're going to drop on us live on the air to get those blogs really talking. <laughs> I sure do. You know, I, I really feel like I've buried the lead here, which is that I, I am recording this live from quarantine. Uh, I <laughs> And I don't say that as like, you know how like everyone was like, oh, I'm in quarantine like since last March. I'm also guilty of that. But no, I mean that very literally, as in a couple Saturdays ago, I got tested for the coronavirus. And then at some point, uh, I got the test back and it was positive, much to my surprise and dismay. Um, and so I have been alone in this room for goodness, quite a while, over a week. It's, it's been quite some time. <laughs> um, that's miserable. I'm sorry to hear that. I should have reached out more and like talked to you more. I think. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, I'll, I'll get to that later when I complain about you. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> but, um, and I guess, you know, this, I guess this is kind of transitioning into my negative rant a little bit. Cause this is what I'm talking about today. Um, not not a little bit directly is transi- transition. Yeah, this is 100%. this is the little. I guess I could have just smoothly transitioned, but now I'm making it very evident, a very hard transition. We're now in the negative rant section for anyone wondering. Uh, for those we've now crossed the border. Track at home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I know some people like to know very specifically. Um. Yeah. So I, 
so I'm fine now. In case anyone is at home worried covering their children's ears, I know that many families listen to this together. In case your children are worried about me. Yeah, they gather be. around the radio after dinner like it's 1942, <laughs> and they tune into the <laughs> podcast around the fireplace as a family. Yeah, this is really a family show. Uh, and But yeah, don't, don't be worried. I'm fine now. I'm, I have to technically be in quarantine for just a couple more days, and then I'll... And then I've been assured by doctors that I will be no longer contagious, is what I've been told. But anyways, I, you know, I'll, I'll just walk you through this, Zach. I I got tested not because I had a single symptom, but just because I, it was going into the holidays, and um, I was planning to see my parents at their house on Thanksgiving Day since they live in town, and I was also planning to. Um, see that mystery person I mentioned last week that I've been talking to. And I was like, you know, I'd prefer also not to give her coronavirus before this all, before she sees her family. So I was like, you know, I'll just get tested. Um, and so I did. Responsible and wise. Thank you. Thank you. I, w- I wasn't showing a single symptom. And I got tested and I was isolating myself and all that good stuff And while I was waiting. And unfortunately, what I've discovered is that the free tests frequently take a long time to get back to you because I had to wait quite a while. I think I waited, uh, I think on the, f- I got tested on a Saturday morning and Wednesday night, the night before Thanksgiving at like 10 or 11 PM, I get my results back <laughs> and I'm like, well, I guess I'm not going uh, to Thanksgiving. I've, I get to tell my, I mean, first of all, I guess, thank goodness it did come in before Thanksgiving actually happened, but also like, I guess I have to tell my roommates like, sorry, you don't get to see your families this year. Uh, because you, I mean, they've since tested negative, thank God, but also like, um, like I live with them, you know, Yeah. but, um, but yeah, so that was, I mean, first of all, I, I, I I don't really understand the sides, but the fact that I got tested on Saturday and didn't find out till Wednesday night is quite the gap uh, of not. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. I, I mean, sure there exist rapid tests, but like. Goodness, I've read a lot about this freaking virus lately, and apparently the rapid tests only work 80% of the time or so, and I don't know about you, but 80% is not a very good percentage. No, that's pretty bad, actually. <laughs> that's I'd pretty say. awful. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, but yeah, and I, there are some places that you can get your results more quickly if you're willing to like pay them to test you, but I was like, I don't even have symptoms. I'll just do the free one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it took a while. Where'd you I, go? Where'd you? Because I've gone to CVS before, and it took two yeah. days. I, I went to see so this is my second time being tested because yeah. I had previously been potentially in contact with someone mo- very unlikely but I got tested just in case and that came back negative but I did CVS and that only took it took me three days um but I maybe it's just the demand there's lots of people being tested um listeners uh please be careful out there I don't want y'all to have to I mean if you get it you'll probably have plenty of time to listen to the show and catch up but also just maybe don't get it. Um, you know, maybe I shouldn't wish this virus upon our listeners. Maybe you can redact that. Yeah, but, maybe. Uh, not. <laughs> but um, yeah, this time CBS took four and a half days, which was quite a while. Um, and yeah, it was kind of funny. I actually um, was seeing someone from a distance as the results came in. <laughs> and I was it was funny because I was seeing them and I was like, you know, these results could come in any minute. Um and then as soon as they come back negative, we can hang out as if it's nothing. So we, uh, it was, 
the girl I mentioned that I was part, I was getting tested for my parents and also. I, I love listening you listening to you just dance around <laughs> like a graceful <laughs> ballet. Yeah, that is isn't it? I'm I'm doing a great job, aren't I? Uh, <laughs> it's entertaining. I, I'm I'm sure I'm glad you're enjoying it. Um, but um, I was like, oh, just at any moment the the this test could come back negative, and then sh- I got the notification. I was like, oh, great! Like here we go. Uh, we can go inside in just a second. And I checked; it said positive. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> um, but so anyways, like, yeah, you were like, uh, I gotta bounce. I gotta go home. Literally, I was like, I have to go home right now. I mean, like I, for anyone in the audience who is silently judging me, I have been very distanced in anyone who I was even in the same, I don't know, city with that I know has gotten tested and they've all been negative. It's been enough time that, I don't know. I'm feeling very vindicated that my distancing has worked. Yeah, um, it sounds like you you kind of, you were doing the right stuff, I think. Thank you. I, you know, I, I know that of the millions of people that listen to this, they're probably going to cancel me at some point, but yeah, just, well, we've just been asking for it for a while now. <laughs> yeah. This is such an edgy podcast. We talk about the real hard hitting topics. Oh, uh, but anyways, yeah. So I've, <laughs> I've been in my room alone. It, it's, it's a bummer. It's weird. Cause I didn't really have any symptoms until like the day after I tested positive. And it's, it's what, what a bummer of a disease that you can like have it and be spreading it to people. And like not know that, you know, kind of sucks. Yeah, um, that's that's I mean, rough. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, w- the, the I would good... rather have you feel really, really sick. <laughs> Thank you. <Just> kidding. <laughs> but just like, like logically, like before. I mean, man, I feel like we've all just become experts on virology at this point, just because it's been shoved down our throats and we can't avoid it. But like. Um, <laughs> You, it, it seems counterintuitive that you'd prefer a disease make you sick immediately, but like, it really is a bummer that like of all those days that I was positive as of a Saturday, and had I been like seeing people, like in the days after that, who knows? Like you know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah, just wild. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, um, I mean I am thankful that I, to my knowledge and based on tests, I don't seem to have spread it anywhere, which is great, but. Also, you know, I almost wish I had infected my roommates because then I could have hung out with them. Uh, <laughs> they have to <laughs> sequester me to my room where I'm treated like I have the plague because I literally do. Well, depending uh, on your, I mean, I can't speak to your roommates' uh, career situations and maybe their workplaces are less accommodating <laughs> or maybe more deserving of respect. But assuming they, you know, work for a gigantic uh, conglomerate with infinite resources, they what your friends should have done is say, Hey, my roommate just tested positive for coronavirus. I don't feel comfortable coming to work and potentially exposing people. So I'm going to work from home for the next two weeks. And then you guys could just, you know, ball out. Mm. That's yes. what, should, that's what they should have done. That, that should have been what it was. Um, I mean, neither of them had to do that. Uh, one of them gets to work from home and the other's unemployed based on what you know about each of them, about their character, what you judge who's who. Uh, but, <laughs> wow I, I feel like i know but i'm not going to uh i don't want to call anybody out but that is very funny oh thank you um <laughs> but yeah i mean on a more serious note y'all be careful out there this virus is spreading like i didn't actually know that many people 
up until recently who'd had it. I'd known a few, but like I actually know quite a few people who have gotten in like the last month. So yeah, y'all be y'all be careful out there. It's I mean I was fortunate enough that my experience wasn't too bad, other than the crippling loneliness. But um, but like like symptom wise, I'm not too bad. But I know it can be pretty rough. So y'all be careful out there. Head on a swivel. Keep an yeah. eye out. Yeah, I mean, but the other frustrating thing about this disease is just how, like, how unpredictable it is. Because I've been in this house with a couple roommates, and I've been, like, maskless. And not that we're, like, making out or anything, but, like, I'm face-to-face with them occasionally. <laughs> like, we'll brush by each other in the kitchen or something. You guys and I don't somehow... make out? <laughs> not anymore. Not ever since the virus. We, we kind of decided that was off-limits. I'm going to have to rewrite um, my fan fiction. <laughs> but um like i somehow mentioned not give it to them but then what's wild is like wait so if they didn't get it from me and i live with them and i like wasn't going anywhere in the last few weeks in preparation for thanksgiving and seeing people like i i just don't understand how i got it it's just i guess that you know again bearing the lead i'm sure everyone's wondering what terrible giant group parties were you going to paul where you got this disease i i have no idea um so (laughs) it's it's interesting um but um but yeah it's it's wild sometimes it's really mild and sometimes it's pretty rough so it's i'm you know i i know not not everyone's bold enough to say this but i'm a little bit tired of a pandemic you know (laughs) hey this may be a hot take but i've had about (laughs) enough of this coronavirus stuff You you won't usually hear us taking hard stances here, but I think it's safe to say that this pandemic is bad. And if if you like it, you you can you can just buzz right off, buddy, because we're we're not we're not stands of the coronavirus here. Well, um, that's what a powerful note to end on, Paul. I, uh, I I stand with you on that, though. I think I will die on that hill. You know, it's about time we stood for something on this show, Zach. I'm glad we could finally find our cause. You know. Yeah. Well, speaking of. Um causes and sticking up for what's right i'm here to continue that trend and uh, i just like to discuss how it's kind of up when people try to tell you how to eat a banana like a monkey (laughs) like has okay so has this ever happened to you where um you're you're peeling a banana like a normal person from the stem and then somebody says like uh actually monkeys peel their bananas from the bottom you know what i'm talking about Zach, I've got some bad news for you, buddy. Uh-huh. I had a conversation with someone today where I was telling them how I ate a banana in front of them. And I said, like, like, I, I not like in front of them. I'm still in quarantine. I, they knew that I was grabbing a banana. <laughs> you got on a and- Zoom call just to like, cause, just like, hang on. I got to do something real quick. Uh, turn your camera on. I'm going to eat a banana. <laughs> <laughs> but I did, bra- I, did sh- I did make a point of saying to them, hey, look. I peel bananas the right way, and I I explain to them that it's like the monkey does. Um, oh my god, that kid! Are you you have to be screwing with me. That did not happen today. I, I'd be completely serious. <laughs> Holy shit! Well, you're part of the problem, Paul, and I'm gonna tell you why. Tell me, tell me why, Zach. Like, okay. Somebody says you you know you're trying to dig into a nice soft yellow banana. I, I love a good banana. I love a good banana. Uh, it's a healthy snack. It's tasty. Banana is very versatile because it's uh, it's got a good consistency and it can go. Uh, it, it it's there's not you know some fruits are are um, appropriate for dessert and some are not, 
And yeah. a banana is an appropriate dessert food, um, dessert addition, dessert ingredient. But on its own as well, it's like a, you know, a healthy, lots of potassium, a healthy, good fruit. Yeah, I, I would really say that it, it, there's a lot of people who don't love it on its own, but added into things, it's one of the most like beneficial fruits you can add to like a smoothie or a bread or different things like that. And banana flavor. Okay. Banana bread is a good point. That shit is delicious. And, um, Mm. banana flavored things in general are just pretty typically some of the top tier flavors. I think, um, like banana pudding, banana, uh, pie, uh, Mm. banana bread, all great stuff. Uh, banana smoothies, like you said. You put some banana in some tropical drinks sometimes. All good shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, I, I didn't even intend to go on this like tirade about how good bananas are. It's part of this, but there you go. I like bananas. And you just, you know, you you need a mid morning snack, and uh, you you're trying to dig into uh, one of the few fruits. Uh, I would you know rank oranges up there and watermelon. Uh, that have like a sturdy protective coating so that yeah. uh, the fruit inside is going to be safe from the dirt. And like a lot of things pits you don't take for granted. Sometimes you got to do a wash if you're going to have an apple or a pear. Yeah. 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 Orange or banana. You could just dive right in immediately. So um, you can throw that sucker in the mud, just th- throw it wherever you want, but you can peel that and you can still eat it. Yeah. No, no problem. Don't even worry about it. So yeah. you get your banana out mid morning snack and you're, you go into the effort of peeling it. And then some nerd tries to tell you <laughs> that monkeys actually, you know, peel from the bottom of the banana. Like, okay, cool. How about this? All right. How about you try inventing the only civilized life in the solar system and then you can dictate how to eat fruit like i don't like this idea of um Wait, what to be what? To, okay to, to, to be clear here zach is it is it a monkey that's telling you how to do it specifically is there a monkey coming up to you and be like hey but i would peel it the other end if i were you no but I, no that, that's the problem though is like if a monkey if so if i was consuming a banana and then a monkey like defiantly like came up to me and um, either took the banana out of my hand and opened it the other way, or if a monkey like tried to get my attention and then began consuming their own banana in the way described, that's different. That's like communication. That's I'm being taught a lesson. But these like people on Earth, these human beings, feel the need to somehow like for some reason be an advocate for the chimpanzee population. <laughs> like, why do they need? To, why do they feel the need to be to speak on behalf of the the chimpanzees? Like, the, if I were to go into a jungle and say to a monkey, uh, "Sorry, bud, but actually, uh, I recommend putting uh, that fruit into a pot and cooking it." You know, you can take those uh, you can take those berries and actually make quite a quite a you can bake quite a nice pie out of it. Like, you don't sit, like, why, like, okay, just because it's a monkey doesn't mean it necessarily knows the best way to eat a banana. I think, I have a driver's license where I go to a job and I make logic-based decisions on, like, artificially produced materials. I think, you know, using mathematics. I think I'm capable sir of, of of identifying the most efficient way for me to consume this banana i don't think i need a monkey to teach me a lesson in that respect 
Like some, you know, if I were to, okay, I'm at the swimming pool and I'm doing laps and I'm working out and somebody says, actually, that's not how sharks do. Okay. I'm just trying to do my shit. Like you don't got to tell me how sharks swim. I'm just out here trying to do my own thing. What gives you the right? I like, I promise you just because it's a monkey does not mean it's the final authority on eating bananas. And I haven't even had, I haven't even eaten a banana in like six months. I was making pasta for dinner last night and I was like just listening to um, a, a podcast while I was cooking. I was like, you know what's bullshit? You know what is actually bullshit? When somebody comes up to you and tells you how to eat a goddamn banana. You, you know, you've brought up some fun points. I will personally advocate that um, I do think that peeling a banana opposite the stem is the more effective uh, way of peeling a banana for a variety of reasons. However, you bring up some fair points. I don't know. I don't know why... Uh, those on my uh, side of the aisle, so to speak, insist on uh, bringing monkeys into this. Like, okay, cool. Like, they peel it that way. You're right that uh, they also probably peel it with their feet. Like, I'm not peeling this banana with my feet. You know, like... Like, (laughs) You know what monkeys do when they're upset? They shit into their hand and throw it. That isn't... I would argue that that's probably not the best approach to conflict resolution. So when monkeys can figure out how to have like an informed debate with research and an actual, I don't know, language maybe, then I'll start taking their fruit eating advice. But we're all animals. We're all mammals. We all eat fruit the same way. What makes their technique so much superior? And I would say this, okay, I don't like, you know, flipping it over and picking at the bottom to peel the banana like a scab. I'd rather use the joystick approach up top at the stem, even if it results in like a half inch of the top of the banana turning to mush. That is a sacrifice I'm willing to make if I don't have to pick the scab banana scab. I'm like, I'm like leaned at like a 45 degree angle away from my computer. Cause I realized I was just shouting into the microphone and the audio is probably unusable because it's a goddamn monkey topic. Uh, and all this, you know, really quick, and, uh, in case you hear some rustling, all this confusion, I forgot, I didn't even notice that my computer is at 3%, so I'm, I'm scrambling to grab my computer charger. Well, I'll buy you some time with a quick, with a quick, uh, with a quick sound effect break. Cracking a cold one. You know, that was, that was actually the exact amount of time I needed. My, my computer is now getting all juiced up. Perfect. Um, well, I'm glad that you, I'm glad that you're still able to hang in there. Because I, I feel like I feel like this is one of the few times where we have like come we've met at the battlefield of ideas. <laughs> Typically, we're on the same team, and that's not the case now. Yeah. So so listen, you know you already conceded one point, which is that when you do it at the bottom, and especially once you kind of get the technique down, um, you kind of you kind of use your fingernail, which again maybe maybe that's kind of a primate move, not necessarily like a human move but but it it, once you get it down you don't mush the top as much uh, which i think is beneficial and most importantly whenever you open the banana at the stem i don't even remember which side because it's been so long since i've done it wrong like that but um (laughs) there's one side of the banana that has this weird black or brown like coloration and you just can't eat that part somehow when you open it from the bottom it naturally removes that and you can just eat the whole banana you don't have to worry about like my eating the part that's weird and black and makes me question if i should be eating it like it's just it's taken out of the picture 
Oh, that is uh, okay. All right. Well, I can that, see that, that as well. I kind of know what you're talking about, I think. Yeah, that's 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 the main thing to me is that like <clears throat> by doing it at the bottom wh- when you get the technique down, you just remove that black like coloration at the bottom of the banana and the then banana everything scab. that Yeah, everything that remains on the banana is edible and desirable. Um so that's that's the main thing to me. I will say <laughs> Banana Scab was my favorite Nirvana album by the way. I actually don't know nearly enough about Nirvana to know if you're being serious about that being a, an album Well, title. you really don't know a lot about Nirvana, huh? Because I don't know a lot about Nirvana, and I know that Banana Scab is not the name of an album. <laughs> I know those two words have never been put together in the entire sum of human history. <laughs> I, I have a feeling that there's at least a few listeners out there who are disgusted by your description of that and may have bananas ruined for them. But... Um, <laughs> You know, it's funny to me, though, because as I was a young, impressionable child when I heard this for the first time, like maybe, you know, like when you're in like maybe fourth or fifth grade and you're very impressionable and like adults are still very cool to you. Uh, yeah. there, there was some adult who saw me struggling with the joystick aspect of a banana and I was just an idiot, like uh, 12, 11, 12 year old, however old fourth or fifth grades are and i was probably just mashing the shit out of the top of that banana by not peeling it correctly and it, he just looked over me and he was like son all right well he didn't say son but i like to imagine my memory <laughs> it, it was uh <laughs> it was my local preacher <laughs> <laughs> he said son <clears throat> you know the monkeys actually peel it from the bottom for some reason he also had a banana i don't know if this was a banana eating <laughs> convention or party but he it's also had sort a banana. of like banana spirit guardian who just like floats around <laughs> and you- He's kind of like a figment of your imagination, and he visits young children uh, once you know once they come of age as they're eleven, and whispers the sweet banana secret into their ear and tells them to spread the good word. Yeah, he told me, you know, son, the monkeys peel it from the bottom, and then he demonstrated, and and my jaw probably dropped at that point because I was like, oh shit, this man knows what he's talking about, sir. Wait, then, what? What? I didn't. Can I get your name, please? And, Go forth, my child, and spread my knowledge. And then he just kind of fades into dust. Yeah, he was gone before I could show any of my friends. But then from that day forth, I became one of those advocates that you are railing so hard against. Yeah, that, this I is mean, like the hardest stance I've taken on the show, I think. <laughs> and I come in direct conflict with it because I've been that person that's that very smugly is like, you know, buddy, uh, if you peel from the bottom like the monkeys do it, it'll, it'll work out better for you. I, I'm sure that there, I've I have probably maybe I've converted a few people. On the other hand, maybe there's a few people who who are now the Zach Andrews of the world, going around yelling uh, and peeking their audio files. Um, I'm just gonna do a quick Google search here and see monkey eating banana because um, that's a good point. I'm not even convinced that monkeys. At, I don't know. I have no idea who started this. I I don't know. Uh, all right. I know that there's a lot of monkeys in the world. And I know there's not a lot of places where bananas grow in the world. So it would have to be, I think, a specific crossover of only a handful of species to have a natural um, monkey banana crossover in the wild. You know, that's actually right? a good point. It, it is so hilarious how oversimplified animals are for us as a kid we're like monkeys what do they eat adults are just like bananas they just eat bananas it never dawned on me that there's plenty of monkeys in the world who are nowhere near bananas and they definitely this is the first time i've it's dawned on me that monkeys eat more than just bananas and 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 in fact i'd say that the vast majority of bananas consumed by monkeys and the you know 
course of uh, world history has been done in captivity. And I feel like that's an unfair... Interesting. Who, and you who know, knows what that, That's a fair monkeys. point. That's a fair point because are monkeys really the expert if we just threw this random piece of fruit at them and they were like, I'll... And they're, Paul, they're clearly exactly. dumber. Than, they're clearly dumber than us. Exactly. So they, they just came up with this dumb way to open a banana. <laughs> that, That's that exactly is not what evidence I'm that, that's not evidence that the banana is actually better opened by them than us. <laughs> I, I, I'm saying, I'm saying, if you you know take a monkey and you put him in a jail essentially, and you give him a banana, what makes that monkey's next response be like, oh, so that's the right way to do it? Because either, like you said, the monkey has never seen this fruit before in their life, and they, uh, hello, monkeys don't have a thing called books or schools, so how are they going to know what a banana is? They're just going to, and, and you're kind of relying on on instinct, it's like, well, the monkeys naturally, their natural instinct is to peel it from the bottom. Yeah, well, my natural instinct is to peel it from the top, and my natural instinct is also to uh, develop a thing called language as I get older. So I think I got one up on monkeys on this one. Oh, by the way, I also threw a banana at a wild rabid dog that I'd kept in a cage for a week. And uh, it just bit right through the peel through the side of the banana. So I guess, <laughs> hey, folks, that's how you do it now. Uh, that's how dogs do. So do that now. Uh, just to be clear, I, I don't know if it's actually sending. I just sent you a link. The... The, when I searched monkey peeling banana, the first thing that came up was the perfect peel. It's a YouTube video. It says, how monkeys open bananas, the perfect peel system infomercial. I didn't know that people took this so seriously. Um, that's kind of ridiculous to me, actually. I'm going to toss this up on the computer screen and see what we got. This is a comedy video. Oh, is it? I didn't I believe. even look at it. It looks like a comedy video. I can't watch it with sound because I'm in the middle of a, an important phone call, but it looks like a comedy. It looks like a joke. Meanwhile, I'm over here doing real research. I've got a, I've got a researchgate.net uh, image of uh, global primate species richest distribution and percentage of species threatened and with declining populations. And I'm Googling currently a banana global distribution maps. And uh, we've got a very significant crossover... Uh, Hang on now. I hate the way Google Images does their, uh, whoa, this is a very informative graphic. Brazil produces 5.8 million tons of bananas. Oh, well, they didn't. For some reason, <laughs> for some reason, this bananalink.org.uk slash all dash about dash bananas website <laughs> is uh, their, their uh, data is from 1993. So a little outdated, bananalink.org. But um, it's, it's kind of wild. That's 27 years ago. It's insane. Go ahead. All right. You know what? I'm going to kind of eat. I'm going to have to. Um, I got egg all over my face because there is pretty much any country that produces bananas in any significant capacity in 1993 <laughs> also has a very significant monkey population. So. <laughs> I may, I may have to retract uh, my that one that one point from earlier. Um, although, uh, I will say, almost every country that has a significant banana population only has um, a small number, one to five different species of monkeys. So, 
I the way that maybe I'm breaking this down is that I'd like to see a a Brazilian monkey go head to head against a like a Cambodian monkey <laughs> and see like are they gonna handle the banana situation the banana problem as I've come to call it with a similar approach. I just think there's a lot of variance here, uh, not even to mention the uh, banana species variance uh, either. And, and I, I think it's a little bit short-sighted to to just boldly state that all monkeys eat all bananas in this exact manner. I think that's a little bit foolish. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I, I, I'm just on Google Images, and I found at least a few images of monkeys just straight taking their fist and shoving into the center of the banana and starting to pull the fruit out. Like, it's not... They don't seem to have, like, one set way of doing it. That's actually pretty <laughs> badass. That's like an Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom type, like, r- ripping the heart <laughs> out of the sacrificial victim way to consume a banana, and I'm here for that. I'm into that. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, I also found at least one infographic that illustrates what I was trying to describe, which is that uh, the, the, the banana scab, is that what you called it? Um, yeah, yeah, that, that I is believe the that's grosser part of the banana, and and the the part of the banana that's near the stem is a better part of the banana, and so you like that's true. You avoid sacrificing that good part by opening it at the bottom. That's very true, and you work your way you work your way from bad to better, bad to yeah. good instead of good to bad. <clears throat> um, yeah, I mean, you make some good points. I'm not backing down. I think my stance is is correct, but I will I will see that. Um, <laughs> That you do bring up some some fair from from fair points, and I'd like to see two monkeys uh, resolve this situation uh, as politely as we have. Today. You know what? If there's any monkeys smart enough to have a podcast, they can uh, dispute it there. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah, I think that's enough on on monkeys. I can't believe we got so much mileage out of that. I did not expect that to go anywhere. I have. Uh, <laughs> I have. I have three notes on this that I that I'm surprised got so much uh, good, good content. Uh, eating a banana like a monkey, peeling from the bottom of the banana instead of the top. You try inventing the only civilized life in the solar system. Those are like that's what I wrote down that I came I came prepared to the show with. So I'm glad it worked out. Um, I would like to do a random rant now, but before we do that, that um, I'm going to uh, introduce a new segment to the show. It's the Hustle Corner, brought to you by 10 Times Secrets, your number one source of business tips on Instagram. Get 10 times out of your life. Um, we're returning to our favorite Instagram uh, page, 10X Secrets, Instagram <laughs> oh, business account. I've missed this. <laughs> first featured on episode 54 of Not All Bad. And we're going to just dive in. I'm going to go through two posts and uh, give you some hot business tips. Um, first of all, we got... Here are the reasons why you are broke. Um, you care too much about others. So, <laughs> we're starting off on a rough foot here. Uh, you heard it here first. You can't make money if you give a shit about other people. I, I have. It's rare that somebody is so cavalier when they say that. Uh, sometimes people mean that and they believe that, but you rarely hear somebody just come out and say it. Uh, Two, you don't track your finances. Fair. Three, you can't say no um, unless it's to somebody, especially when it's uh, 
somebody asking for help and they're in like tremendous, uh, a tremendous level of suffering. You just can't say no. Uh, four, you keep playing the victim. Five, you can't spot a scam. And six, you never put your money to work. Um, so you heard it here. You're broke because you don't use the money that you don't have to work for you. Um, you know, and then I'll, I'm also I'm cu- also curious about the scam part. Did the person who wrote this writ list did he get like severely scammed at some point? He's like, well, like ba- people bad with money must just fall for scams all the time. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> yeah, it's funny because uh, it's almost certain that somewhere in this page, something that this page is doing is a scam. So it's also yeah. very bold of him to say, like, that's like a telemarketer calling you and saying, like, um, have you, you noticed watch you've it. been getting a lot of uh, telemarketing calls lately? Because um, if you uh, pay for this service, uh, they're going to keep coming. Like, I don't know. It seems weird to me. Uh, and then uh, we'll just end it here. Uh, the second thing I wanted to call out is eight things you need to stop doing. One, spending more than you make. Two, <laughs> hanging with losers. L-O-O-S-E-R-S. Hanging with losers. Um, three, partying more than you hustle, which uh, I hustle a great deal, but I party even more than that. So, uh, Four, making excuses. Five, being the victim. So we saw uh, three hours apart. Uh, two, uh, you're broke because you keep playing the victim. And then... Uh, you need to stop uh, being the victim. Six, you need to stop acting like the world owes you. Uh, interestingly enough, this one ends with a comma, but all the other lines end with a period. Uh, seven, you need to stop flexing to impress others, which <laughs> just try and stop me. Just try and stop these guns. <laughs> and uh, number eight, neglecting your health and success. So stop neglecting your success, uh, what, which apparently what is, is the thing people do. What does that mean? I couldn't tell you. I really couldn't tell you. Um, <laughs> highly recommend to follow uh, at 10x challenge for more drooling emoji blueprints to mental, financial, and life success. That's the comment. <laughs> that's the caption on that image. And that is God, the, today's. The fact that it's the drooling emoji it makes me very uncomfortable. I don't understand Sorry. the the. Highly recommend you to follow 10x challenge for more drooling emoji blueprints to mental, financial, and life success. Um, yeah, that's the uh, that's the uh, hustle corner. Uh, but let's get into the random rant here. Um, I'm gonna probably keep doing that as I as I find that uh, as I continue to find that page entertaining. Please do. I'm enjoying it. Okay, this one comes to us. Uh, this is from Anna, and I've got a read the email on this one so i don't know what the topic is yet but uh must have been uh someone must have written a lot okay okay from anna she says uh hi zach and paul random rant for random rant idea for y'all uh please rant about people who tell you quote don't worry they are more scared of you than you are of them when talking about animals like sharks or snakes or other scary animals first off you don't know me two question marks (laughs) There is, an, <laughs> there is no possible way they could be more scared of me. I am so scared. So stop <laughs> spreading lies about the both of us. Second, let's just stop perpetuating this notion that it's somehow not normal to be scared of things that could bite, kill, and or eat you. You are not Steve Irwin, so don't tell me how to feel about animals. 
Thanks, guys. Two exclamation, three exclamation points. Love the show. Two exclamation points. Sincerely and anonymous. <laughs> um, uh, that was great. That's a really good email. Thank you. I will say, first of all, last night I got a second chance to drop my uh, uh, call me Steve Irwin because I'm trying to get between those Crocs lines to a girl on <laughs> Tinder, and it worked uh, really well. So I'm still congratulations still going well. Um, by that I mean she actually said something back. I, that's all, literally all that happened. But that's all that I can ask for. That's success. Um, yeah, this is. I mean, Anna kind of and anonymous kind of lays it all out here. Um, which I also I got to interrupt myself again. It's a good idea to have like a pseudonym, like a Dear Abby style pseudonym thing at the end of each email. I really like that. I'm gonna ask that that happens for more often, which it probably won't. I'm, but it, I'm I a big fan. That. That, was, that was a pretty good. Pretty good pun there. I, I'd yeah, say. yeah, I like it. Um, <laughs> I just love the. Uh, first off, you don't know me. <laughs> um, I, uh, I don't think we have any quantifiable way to ass- assess how scared a spider is. For example. Yeah, that's that's a very great point, and and also like, I don't know that the animals feeling challenged or threatened is the same as them being scared so like if a tiger like sees you and thinks you're being threatening it doesn't mean they're being scared of you it just means that they think you're a threat and they're probably going to kill you for it you know what i mean like (laughs) if they're scared of me i actually should be scared of them like they they could probably hurt me quite a bit (laughs) yeah why okay uh if this okay like if this spider is so scared of me why do you walk up into my house this is my space (laughs) like you don't see me like (laughs) I'm scared of the jungle. I'm not going into the jungle. I'm not going into the deep ocean to mess with a shark. And sometimes, uh, uh, you know, a little nature thing for you called fight or flight. Sometimes things choose to fight when they're scared. So, (laughs) yeah, maybe he is worse scared of me than I'm scared of him. But you know what? When I'm scared, I'm going to run. And when it's scared, it's going to eat me. You know, I, I I feel like the purpose of people bringing this up is usually like, like oh, you shouldn't be scared. But it feels like a complete non sequitur. It's like, so someone else being scared of me is actually great reason to be scared. And also, like, the, the extent to which they're scared, does, as Anonymous clearly stated, does, should not impact how scared I am. Like, if... if if an animal is known for biting, I don't I don't give a shit how scared it is of me. I'm going to yeah. be scared of it. Yeah. Hey, it turns out, it's funny enough, I'm not scared of this gigantic beast. Uh, the fact its emotional state has no bearing on how I feel about it. I'm actually a little bit more concerned about its gigantic claws or its big teeth or the fact that it's got a very powerful muscles or that it can run 60 miles an hour or that it can climb trees or that it can pounce at any moment or that it's a, a strictly a meat eater and it doesn't have a consistent diet of meat to consume on. Like, I, I think, uh, yeah, I think that fact that it has an emotional state and feelings has actually nothing to do with the reasons that I'm scared of it. <laughs> And yeah, um, I think it's, you know, I think it, it kind of works the second way. It, it cuts two ways, right? Um, it's more scared of you than you are of it. Okay, first of all, you have no earthly way to identify how scared that creature is of me. Second of all, you also don't know how scared I am right now. You may think you know, but you can't assess that yourself. 
You may you may approximate, but you really are making an assumption both ways here that I think is a little bit unfair to both of us. You know, so help me out here for a second, Zach. I I know I've heard this phrase numerous times over my entire life. What situations is this setting? Because I'm almost confused where it would even make sense in the first place. I and I can't recall a single time. Like I, I know I've heard it a million times, but like in my what? experience, it's uh, bug related. Oftentimes, I, do, it's like do we know if bugs even have emotions? What, right, is, what does what it I'm mean saying. for a bug to be scared? Right. I mean, like okay, then you can say, uh, well, it's scared of you because you're bigger than it. Well, uh, hello, that bug must be terrified of everything. And I think it's often used in the context of like, it's not like you're not going to like be in shark infested waters. And then someone's like, well, you know, it's actually the sharks are more scared of you. It's like a situation where the spider is, you know, fairly harmless, right? You're not, you're not coming head to head with a, a black widow or something yeah. or a python. Um, it's like a garden snake. Like you can be scared of the garden snake, but it's also scared of you. Uh, and therefore, you don't need to be worried about it hurting you, which I don't, which, you know, it's not true. It's not, she says it best. Uh, can we stop perpetuating this notion that it's somehow not normal to be scared of things that could bite, kill, and or eat you? <laughs> you know, you know, on on this top, this is very related. What what the f- do people mean when they say that hornets can sense your fear? H- have you ever heard that before? Not with related to hornets, but like dogs or something. Like they can smell your fear, something like that. I I have been. I was as a child was very regularly told that like yellow jackets and hornets could tell when you were afraid and would therefore be more aggressive in attempts to sting you because they could tell you're afraid. Which first of all, this flies in the face of what a bunch of people say about them being more scared. Clearly, they they know exactly how scared I am apparently because I've been told that many times <laughs> that like yellow jackets and other stinging insects can sense your fear and will st- are more likely to sting you if you're afraid. You know, if if, if the adults would have thought for a second, they may have realized they should not. Have, let's 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 think for a second that maybe that's true. Maybe these adults had a good conversation with some yellow jackets. Let the yellow jacket out on parole if you would talk and explain how yellow jackets think. And this yellow jacket explained to them somehow, like, oh, yeah, we, we look for the kids who are afraid of us. That's the ones <laughs> we sting. In what universe does that make sense to tell me, a terrified six-year-old, that I need to, like, I, I'm scared, and then I suddenly remember, oh, yeah, the more scared I am, the more likely they are to sting me? That just escalates all of my fear. I am right. terrified. It just spirals like, out like, of control. It's, it's, it's a terrifying, and as I sense my fear rising, the fear builds on itself who whose whose idea was it to tell me i i I did not hear this from just one person so i'm not just like it wasn't just one person like say it for shits and giggles like i've heard this at least like two three four times from different people who 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 thought that was a good idea to tell me that did that did not help me know how to act in front of hornets in fact being afraid of them was probably an appropriate response and maybe that led, led me to better actions than me being like oh i need to control my fear and then everything will be okay I like to imagine like a wasp just be like, "Yeah, God put us on this earth because we like to go around the neighborhood and scare the kids. We can smell the fear, and we like to pick on the kids who are the biggest cowards because we teach them a lesson." I love how, based on your voice alone, I can only assume that these wasps are in the mob. Like they have their own wasp mafia, and they got yeah, a rough wise up guy. Eh? <laughs> 
I'm trying to find, I'm on gardenmyths.com, which by the way, we got to do a quick tab breakdown here. I got, um, I think, I think my video for the guy doing the infomercial has been auto playing. So now I'm on Princeton athletics fall 2020 PVC luncheon, uh, <laughs> A YouTube video. I've got a Google search for monkey global distribution. I've got a <laughs> National Geographic page titled Saving Africa's Most Threatened Primate Groups from Extinction. I'm on researchgate.net looking at the, bana- the the primate distribution of the world. I got a Google search for banana global distribution. I've got a bananalink.org webpage up. And finally, I'm on gardenmyths.com 10 wasp myths, myths that may surprise you. And we're going to see if we can find anything that debunks or confirms this fear, uh, fear aspect of wasps, which, by the way, the fear the fear of wasps is called sphexophobia. S. Do you just P? Go ahead. H e k s o phobia. Sphexo. I I was positive you said sexophobia. Hey. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know what? <laughs> I'll let that one. I'll let that one ride. I'm gonna let that bus go on past. I'll take the next one. Thank you very much. You know, I you know, I don't think I don't think either of us need to take any pot shots at that one. Let's just let it go. <laughs> uh, I'm going to I'm gonna dive into Quora and see what kind of bullshit these people are just peddling in here. Yeah, I mean, it's all. I mean, we know it's not true. We know it makes no sense. Uh, but I wanted to see if there was any funny golden nuggets of comedy in this Quora question. <laughs> I think, completely unscientific here, they can sense if you're afraid or in panic. <laughs> Maybe it's a smell or cortisol reaction, but if you stay calm, they are fine. All wasps want to do is live their lives and be devoted to their babies. Well, that's a very sweet uh, did, notion. Did, did a wasp write this? Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't I think, know if I bought this. Yeah, I think some people might argue that uh, a wasp stinging someone who is near their babies in a nest is being devoted to their ba- babies. My experiences have taught me that if I am calm and think of love good and good thoughts, they simply wait. do not bother me at all. Okay, so... This- wait, 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 wait. These wasps can read minds now? They can yeah. tell if you're thinking about love and good thoughts? That's what Dory is suggesting here. Uh, Dory is suggesting... <laughs> That if you just like by the power of positive thinking can, as if you're playing Pokemon, repel these wasps from stinging you. Which is, I, I'll say this, I, I never tried it, but I've also never been stung by a wasp. So maybe you just have bad vibes, Paul. Maybe you're just being like a real negative Nancy and the wasp was like, eh, this guy wants to have a bad day. I'll show him a bad day. <laughs> You know, I've I've always I've always assumed that wasps were dicks. You know, just because like compared to the the humble bee, I respect because it'll die if it stings me. Um, so it's, it's but, a real sacrifice that it has to make, right? Yeah. There's a gravity. Yeah, exactly. It. Yeah. Uh, however, the 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 less the less humble, a bit more aggressive wasp really seems to. Like they just sting willy nilly. They they really don't care. Like I I don't know. I've it's been a little while at this point since I've been stunned. But wasps really seem really eager to give out stings. Like at least back in the day when I got stunned more often. I don't know, man. I ain't never been stung. I can't tell you. I was putting out too many good vibes. <laughs> just thinking positive thoughts. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, let's get this positive rant done because we we've been going a long time. We had a lot of fun here today, but it's time to uh, this train's about to leave the station. All right, well, I'm gonna maintain the fruit-based uh, rants here today, and I have really just nothing today. Um, I mean, this is a legitimate one. I've been actually, uh, this has been on my list for a long time. I didn't just like pull it out of my ass, but um, fortunately, it's it's a day where I need a short one, and, and that's what's happening, and it's all on fruit theme. Um, real quick, uh, if you want to submit your random rant ideas like Anna's today, you can email the show at notallbadshow at gmail.com and uh, with have the subject line random rant idea. You can uh, have a long email as long as you want and we'll read it like we did today. Or you can um, just do one word, something that made you mad recently and I, and that would, uh, that would make its way on the list too and I'd really appreciate that. Uh, notallbadshow mm-hmm. at gmail.com, uh, subject line random rant ideas and we'll add them to the list. Yeah, uh, thank we, you, we Anna, real- for your submission today. <clears throat> yes, thank you, Anna Anonymous. We're... We really appreciate it. We, we do appreciate uh, when you guys submit uh, topics because truly I, we, we feel that uh, one of the most fun parts of the show is when we get to um, bring up topics that you guys have submitted. We, we really think that that's one of the coolest ways that we can interact with you all and we really appreciate it. So thank you. Yeah, totally. And it, as a reminder, uh, in the future, uh, we're going to do a roast. I'm going to roast Paul and he's going to roast me. So <laughs> if you have any contributions to that, I would love it if you uh, also sent those our way, either on Twitter at Not All Bad Show or uh, the email at Not All Bad uh, at Not All Bad Show at Gmail uh, Anyway, yeah, my positive rant today is about peaches, and specifically that peaches uh, have peach fuzz, which uh, is kind of a weird thing to talk about. But uh, if you're comparing a peach to a nectarine, I'm pretty sure they're exactly the same thing. It's just one has fuzz and one does not. And I'm going to go peach every time with the fuzz. And I couldn't tell you why, but I just really like the kind of like leathery texture of a peach skin as composed <laughs> as opposed to like the shiny, smooth apple-like texture to a nectarine. I feel like it's kind of a unique play for a fruit to go that route. And I respect that it's, it's kind of like a bold evolutionary decision um, that uh, for some reason uh, I'm into. And I like the mouthfeel of a good, of a good hearty peach. Um, Interesting. You know that, that that kind of makes me think of you know how they kind of say that like fruits develop the way they do because they want to be eaten because like, yeah. they need their seeds to be passed. I I just like to imagine that the that, that the peaches were like you know this one goes out to all the freaks out there that like like to eat fur you know yeah, like they, yeah. they just want to feel yeah. hair on their lips whenever they're biting into me you know that <laughs> like <laughs> the, the the peaches found their niche audience. <laughs> we're doing a real quick Google here for uh, monkey eating peach and we'll see what we got. <laughs> I actually found a YouTube video, Capuchin Monkey Tries Peach, and I'm just going to give this a quick watch. I mean, we should probably see how it eats the peach and then follow its uh, its direction. Like, what, Okay, first it kind it of like first. gently it gently tongues the uh, like where the stem was. <laughs> like oh, this God. is not a joke. I mean, you can find It's by Monkey Xander on YouTube, August 11th, 2018, Capuchin Monkey Tries Peach. Uh, it kind of like really just digs into the peach like it doesn't it, now the owner has to get in and do it for the monkey because the monkey's like lost all interest and is now instead of eating the fruit just licking the juice off of the table <laughs> that came from the fruit it, it has zero interest in this peach right now the owner is now having to get his hands into the peach and like rip it open and the monkey could not give less of a shit he like 
He'll like go in and he, he's just licking. He's not taking a single bite yet. Okay, we've cut to where the the peach is just mashed like baby food on the counter, and the the monkey still does not care, and it just kissed the camera. So yeah, nothing really interesting is happening. Like seriously, this monkey hasn't taken a single bite of peach. I'm fast forwarding through the entire episode, the entire That's show. That's pretty disappointing. Nothing. <laughs> Well, okay. Well, now we know how to eat a peach. You just kind of lick it a lot, and you don't ever eat anything. <laughs> I knew that the the monkeys knew all along. Did you know how the monkeys eat peaches? A man just comes up to you as he's licking the mashed up peach in his hand. He's just taking gigantic licks. He's like, you know, this is how the monkeys eat their peaches. Yeah, you gotta like if you spill any, you just gotta lick it up right off the floor. If you get any juice, the juice is the best part. <laughs> Most of there's actually a lot of just clip art of monkeys eating peaches, like more than there are actual photos of monkeys eating peaches. That's really weird. Yeah, <laughs> it's so bizarre. And all the real monkeys are wearing pants. This monkey has a <laughs> full-on outfit in this YouTube video. <laughs> I love that so much. Anyway, yeah, that's it. I'm just gonna watch these monkey videos for the rest of the night. Okay. I'm glad. I'm glad that you enjoy. Furry peaches, Zach. Uh, <laughs> you heard it here first. I, mean, I like peaches too. I'm not trying to judge you here. Um, <clears throat> all right. If that's if that's all you had, Zach, I'm gonna move on to my little positive ranting uh, to end out the show. You know, so lately I actually feel like I kind of I've had less to say in my positive rants. Um, one time specifically recently, you even gave me a topic cause I hadn't thought of one. Yeah. That was last and, episode. Um, Domino's pizza tracker. Yes. Which was good. I, I could have talked about that had I thought of it, but you know, so as counterintuitive as it seems since I've been alone in my room with COVID for over a week now, um, I I've actually, uh, there's been several positive things I've done on me. And in the spirit of Thanksgiving, which by the time you're listening to this, may be long gone for many of you, but I, I'm still living in the Thanksgiving spirit. I, I want to talk about a, just a couple things that have made me happy recently. Yeah. Um. To just to just be extra positive since late since a lot of times I've been very negative on this show. Uh, I'm I'm gonna spread some some Thanksgiving. I'm gonna give some thanks. All right. Let's uh, hear. First, it. I'm I'm excited so, for this. So first of all, you brought up Spotify Wrapped, and I I actually wanted to bring it up and talk about it a bit more. Mainly just to say, I have been thoroughly negative about most social media on this show, and I have very specifically just clowned on anyone for daring to share about their lives or about themselves. I'll admit that that may be a bit cynical of me, that I have <laughs> I relentlessly get mad at people for just wanting to share about themselves on social media. Yeah, that seems very negative. Theme. Yeah, for me too. And so I wanted, I wanted to take a moment to have a positive uh rant about social media to say that I actually love when people share their Spotify wrapped and I literally, I would be happy if every single person I follow shared it. I mean that genuinely because like normally I'm very negative about it, but there's something about, first of all, it's only, this is a little bit different than like the people who post like multiple times a day, a screenshot of the exact sound they're listening to, which granted to, I, I don't always hate that. Sometimes it's interesting to see what people are listening to, but like some people really outdo themselves and, and do it a lot. Yeah. Um, however, I appreciate that there's one time a year in de- at the beginning of December when I get to, s- it's not just, Oh, where they listen to now. It's like, Oh, I get to see- have a window into 
what do you like to fill your day with? So it's like, there are certain people that I, first of all, and also a lot of people will post the number of minutes that they listen. So for example, I listened to something around 25,000 minutes Damn. on Spotify this year. I was like 18, and, I think. And there's a lot of people who've listened that I know or follow who've listened to like 50 or 80,000. So first of all, Jeez. There's some there's some people I follow who music clearly is a much bigger part of their life than it is for me. Uh and, and I appreciate and respect it. And it's really interesting for me to see. It's like, oh, I get a sense of how you spend your day. Like first I mean, not that the number fifty thousand means that much to me, but relative to myself, it's like, oh, you listen to twice as much music on a daily basis than I do. And that's kind of interesting to well, me. Well, here's what fifty thousand should mean to you. It means they spent um ten percent. 10% of their entire year with music on. Wow. Okay, that is actually a lot. If I did the math right. Wow. Okay. First of all, that's way more than I even realized. That's a lot of time spent listening to music. Yeah. And that kind of implies that I spent like 5% of my year, which is still a lot. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> at 25,000, if I'm doing that math right. But anyways, so I, I actually... So like I was saying, th- these are actually things... I love seeing what artists and what songs people listen to. Like... And maybe occasionally, maybe there's a little bit of judgment depending on who the person is. But overall, I am just very curious. It's like, oh, like you listened to, like one of my friends. He's in the top one percent of Taylor Swift listeners in the world. I found that <laughs> really interesting. Yeah, like that's kind. Of, we start. We were able to do again more nerdy math. Okay, she is like thirty-eight million monthly listeners. If you're in the top one percent, then there you are among the like something like two hundred. Or maybe it was, I guess it would be like 380,000 people who listen to her most. It was like kind of interesting to think about. Um, And this also plays into the fact that I love data. I, so my, my top artist this year uh, was coin a band that I like quite a bit. And according to Spotify, I was in the top 0.05% of their listeners. And that, that was almost an alarming statistic, frankly. I, I I don't bring this up to brag. I just really like statistics. I, not, not, I don't know who I'd be bragging to if there's, like, a big coin fans who are now coins listen, pout- to, listen to the show. <laughs> yeah, there's big po- coin fans here who are now pouting because I beat them out. Uh, but <laughs> I'm a fan, uh, but yeah. and I'm, I, I'm a little bit upset, but that's okay. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I don't know. But not just about me. I just I kind of love seeing who people's top artists are. Like, oh, like, you feel... I like knowing, like, oh, this person fills their day with a lot of rap music. That's int- like that's a very different vibe from the people I follow, who all five of their top artists were country singers. So it's like, oh, like they just have country playing all the time in the background. Yeah. Like, you know, th- there's just very different, just vibes throughout people's. Like, some people listen to very upbeat stuff. Some people listen to, I don't know. I feel like you just learn a lot about people through this. And this is one example where it's like, whereas. I, not even just the people I care about, even people I don't give a shit about. I would love to see what who they listen to because I feel like I I learn more about them. I don't know. It's just very interesting to me. Right. Yeah, I'm super into I it. I love that. Um, I actually really really enjoy it too. I have a playlist that I haven't used in a while, but I had a playlist that was like ten hours, ten twelve hours long at one point. Where anytime anyone posted a song they were listening to on social media, I added it to the playlist if I hadn't heard interesting. it before. Or if it was by somebody I didn't know, sometimes I'd add the entire album, and uh, I would just I went through all of it and I sorted what I liked and what I didn't like into other playlists eventually. And now there's nothing in there because um, I went through the entire like catalog of songs I had saved. And oh wow! I ended up liking most of it, and I learned a lot about like music from that. 
and it was great and i really really enjoyed like the experience of doing that and uh yeah i and expanded my horizons a little bit so i think uh i i really like seeing it too and i that's interesting that you were the top like 0.05 percent i saw somebody today that was 0.001 percent top listener (laughs) that's like the thing is i i I, I like did the math on some of it and, and even for first of all for me being 0.05% was a, a, a an actually staggeringly low number of people who were I'm like in company with in terms of listening to coin so yeah. being like 0.001 they probably literally depending on how many listeners that band has they've got to be like top five, five or ten people like totally yeah, you know right like that's in, that's insane it is insane <laughs> I even tweet about this, but there was uh, one of my top genres was indie pop. And I don't even know what that means. Cause it almost yeah. seems like an oxymoron. Yeah. You know, I didn't even know there was this many specific genres. And what I, that's, what's so funny, right? Is that my literally rock pop country and rap were my top categories. But if you look at the Spotify rap, it's like you listen to 853 genres this year. And it's like, <laughs> What? How are there even that many genres? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and yet my top genres are rap, rock. And like, if you look at my, uh, I saw somebody who had uh, a, like one of their top genres was stomp and holler, which I've never heard before. I, I also had a friend who had that and I'm so confused by what that means. And like, there's all these, there's all these like subcategories. It's like, um, alternative indie modern rock it's like what the absolute shit does any of that mean and yet somehow i'm sitting here and it's like you listen to a lot of rap it's like okay is that all right like there's not that's as that's as granular as you're gonna get for me huh but yeah i don't know i think i don't i want to know how they divide genres up uh, because eight it was literally like a number in the 800s which is absurd Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah, so first, yes, so I I love statistics, as I think has come up along the show. I just love how data is sorted. And so I, I actually, I love seeing, I'm I'm always curious how they separate stuff. Um, so I'm, I'm going to talk about just a couple other things also within my positive rant, which is just that, like, even with being alone, my Thanksgiving ended up being pretty great, even so, like, with the weird circumstances of being, like, alone in my room all day, just in the sense that, like, one of my good friends when he heard I had COVID sent me some pies and like my parents like decided to bring over food for my roommates and I, and like with that food, I ended up eating it with some people I care about, like over FaceTime. And so it's just like, there, there's a lot of cool, like to some extent, I'm really thankful for a lot of like modern technology because like my friend was able to order those pies because of like an online ordering system. And like, I was able to have company while I ate because of, video calling and stuff like that and i'm just it, it was kind of just a cool thing that even though my circumstances weren't ideal i i had a lot to be thankful for because of like people around me that care about me a lot and that i care a lot about so that was it was a really cool experience and i you know i feel like i talk about a lot of dumb shit in this positive rant section like i i, I feel like i've talked about like freaking erasable pens and stuff like that as if that matters much and just <laughs> for a moment i'd like to highlight that like i i is dawn on me that even as i've been in a weird situation with having having caught the the pandemic and having to be alone and all that i still have a lot to be thankful for uh and there's a lot of services that have made things easier and i'm just really thankful for that so yeah 
That's really nice. I uh, I have some other stuff too that I've been saving that's like a little more serious to talk about on the positive rant, and I just never felt like the vibes were right. So I, I keep pushing it off. But yeah, I also don't like that I just said vibes. But yeah, I, uh, I, I think that's a nice sentiment. I'm glad that you were able to enjoy your Thanksgiving. Thank you. I appreciate that. But yeah, that's, that's about all I have. I know we've been running very late this time and every episode. All the time, uh, yeah. But uh, maybe we just need to augment what the expectation of these episode lengths is, honestly. We already but, have, um, essentially have, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm just, you know... This Thanksgiving was very different, but I'm really thankful for how it turned out on a lot of levels. And also, everyone, please keep telling me what music you listen to. I'm, I'm genuinely interested. Yeah, for sure. And also, really quick, I think it's worth pointing out, one listener, I think it was Brandon, uh, posted that we were his top listen to podcast on Spotify. And I would, I, I would regret not bringing up that we are both thankful specifically for Brandon. I hope it's Brandon. If I'm yeah, you got it. the wrong person, that's going to be yeah. embarrassing. It's the same right, Brandon yes, th- who, during the recording of this episode, DM'd me again on Twitter and said, acknowledge me, bitch, because he tweeted that and I still haven't retweeted him and I'm very sorry. It's coming. <laughs> it's cup. You do deserve acknowledgement. We're doing it right now. We're doing it now. And, and also, by the time you hear this, we will have several days ago retweeted it and acknowledged it because I want to say... We are thankful that you guys have listened to us. It's cool to see that anyone cares enough about what we have to say to listen to us. Uh, yeah, more than just a pity ten minutes or whatever. So, I mean, not I, I. I we like to joke about the show, but we we do think we have something cool here, and we're really thankful for you guys. Um, and it's it's if you if anyone else if we showed up on your Spotify Wrapped, we will give you attention. So um, yeah, my own <laughs> podcast wasn't even the most listened to podcast of this year for me. <laughs> But it's kind of a weird circumstance because I don't use Spotify for podcasts. But uh, Yeah, I don't really either. Paul raises a very good point, and we're all thankful, and we appreciate it. And I just can't be serious for more than five seconds, which is why I had to jump in and interrupt his sentimental thought with a joke. <laughs> uh, well said. But yeah, so thank you. Yep, we're just thankful for you all, and we will give you attention if you post about us beyond your Spotify wrapped. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> With that being said, uh, thank you so much for listening to uh, what I believe is episode 55 of Not All Bad. Uh, We're on uh, Spotify, iTunes, Overcast, SoundCloud, Google Play. um, And uh, we'd ask that you uh, leave a like and uh, or you'd like us on SoundCloud and leave a rating and review on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at Not All Bad Show. You can email us, especially with your random rant ideas or roasts for Paul and I at notallbadshow at gmail.com. And uh, if you thought that the show that you heard today was good, um, thank you. And uh, please tell a friend about it and, uh, and, and spread the love. And that'd mean a lot to both Paul and I. Um, this has been episode 55 of Not All Bad. I'm Zach Andrews. This is Paul Messman. Dance like nobody's watching. Rant like nobody's listening. <laughs>